Hey guys, welcome to the Mom Voice. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. With seven kids between the two of us, we know what a wild ride parenting can be. But that it's also the most rewarding job any of us will ever do. As longtime best friends, we've been together for a lot, helping each other all along the way. And now we're sharing our journeys with you, letting you in on our day-to-day to hear what's working in our homes and what's not. Each week, we'll be sitting down to talk all the things, from parenting to TV, relationships to self-care. We'll cover it all. So whether you're a stay-at-home mom or empty nester, join us here to get informed and help your family thrive. Together, we'll figure it all out. Welcome to your Mommy Morning Show. Before we get started, we want to tell you about Betty's. Each Betty set is all in one piece. Your Betty's include your sheet, blanket, comforter, and matching pillowcases. And they all go on your bed like a fitted sheet. Betty's comes in sizes toddler to king and are perfect for any bed, especially if they're in a tight space, kind of like a bunk bed. While you're listening, go and shop right now at Betty's.com, B-E-D-D-Y-S.com, and use our code MOMVOICE for 15% off your purchase. Now on to the show. All right, guys. Well, welcome back to the Mom Voice Podcast. Sarah and Lauren here. Say hi. hi. We are here. Okay, I kick off every single episode with what we call a quip. It's kind of, I don't is know. Is that a real word? I don't even know if it's a Did real word. Did you make that word up? I may have made it up. We I may like have... refer to quips all the time now, I and I like think it's real. I really should Google that. Yeah, I don't should. even know. Um, but it's like a random thought. I have a lot of random thoughts, you guys, throughout the week. And I have a nice little notepad on my phone, and I keep notes for the pod. I know. I know. I have lots of these. Here's my, here's my thought for you today, Lauren. Do you think everybody wears a mask? And I don't mean a mask in the sense of a COVID mask. I mean, do you feel like everybody to some degree puts on a mask for the world? Do you know what I'm saying by that? Yes, I do think I understand what you're saying. A theoretical mask. Um, I I was listening to a podcast. Granted, it was like a true crime podcast. And they got to talking about like the methodology of some killer. I don't even know. And how... And then the co-host said, yeah, but don't we all wear a mask in public? Don't we all kind of have things that we hide from from everybody else and stuff like that? And I thought about that and I'm like, do I wear a mask? Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, this is funny. This is like obviously figuratively, but like I no, I don't think people wear masks. I think if you have something to hide, yes, you're going to put on a front and be fake about something. But hopefully people are true to themselves. And like, you know, I think once in a while I have a bad day and if people might know me, I might have my energy might be off or whatever. Or you do try to fake it if you have to be somewhere with people or whatever. But to wear an actual mask to like hide or like be something else. Yeah. No, I think I do think there's a fair amount of people that do that are insecure, how battle with things. Maybe they're secretly anorexic. Maybe they're secretly, you know, ha- abused at home. Who even knows all the like trials people go through? Right. But like, no, I do think a lot of people try to put on their best front and sure. not be a ma- in a mask every day right. and kind of be themselves. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know why that hit me. I was like, that is such a weird statement and such like an interesting one. What is so weird to think is when you're in the store and you're just passing people, you have no idea like what they've done. You have no idea 
what they're going through. I Ugh. mean, for all you know, their wife could have died yesterday. No. For all you know, they just moved here from, you know, Europe. Like you just oh have no gosh. idea what walks of life people go I through. I know. It's and crazy. That's really, really crazy when you stop to think how many people there are in this world and just you're passing by and you just have no idea where they're going or where they've been. And do you ever wonder like the people you've passed multiple times and don't even know? Oh, like I know. I've, I've I know. so I've many thought times that. thought because my husband and I and George too, we were all single at the same time, kind of running in sort of the same group. I always wonder, was I ever like at a party that you were at and I just totally well, missed you? Did you see the the couple, the little girl Evelyn was trying to talk to at yeah? dinner? Did you see the couple? No. That tall guy. I'm not going to say his name on here, but like he was in our, like in the dating scene and in the parties that we were at. George knew him and like we ran into him and our daughters went to preschool together. But like, it is so funny every time I see him, like I can remember seeing him at like parties here and there. But like, that's the thing with our area. Like we live in Gilbert and Mesa, which are suburbs to Phoenix. It's a very like big city, but kind of with a weird small town feel. Like I feel like you really do cross and connect in a small world a lot here. Yeah. I mean, I, I and agree. that's a lot through like our churches and just the schools, schools and a lot of family like connections. But like, yeah. I, I, that's something I kind of like because you do feel like you just run yeah. into people and you meet people and I've I seen know. you before. But I, I mean, know. I don't know. It's so interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, you guys, we started a new show this week. Tell them what we're watching, Lauren. Yeah. Well, you know, we've talked about Big Brother here before. Big brother. Yes, exactly. Celebrity edition. Yes. And this, uh, this season is a short mini season that they brought back with the celebrities. And we watched this last winter. (laughs) Yes. Let's say C-list or lower celebrities. that term (laughs) really loosely. Yeah. I'm totally kidding. No, that's kind of true though. But we just kicked it off this week with the premiere and we've been kind of excited and we're, and it looks like it will be a good season. Oh, I'm excited about it. There's like, there's a couple housewives. I've Never hardly watched The Housewives. Yeah, I never have either, I which know. is so funny. I watched Jersey like way back in oh, the day. And I've never even watched one in my really? life. Really? Oh, never. okay. I kind of watched Jersey for a quick, quick minute. And that was a long time ago. Um, I know like, obviously, Lamar Odom, Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC. NSYNC. I wow. know. Um, Crazy. Carson from Queer Eye. Love yep. him. Love him. I don't know Todrick. From- Todrick. I guess he's a popular tiktoker um, oh is he he said he was from rupaul's drag race is that right Joe carson was on that show oh, he most was? recently that's what okay, he said i'm confused Todrick, i think it's just a very famous um you know oh, lgbt so community um you know he does a lot of tiktoks him. dancing he's just kind of a social media yeah very very popular i had no idea who he was but yeah. i'm a fan now he's adorable um Tell me what you're thinking. Like, who's your oh, fave so far? No, I'm really excited. Actually, who's funny is Shayna Mokler Mok- oh, or whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did Misha you ever Tate wa- is on there. Did you ever watch her show with oh, totally. Travis Barker back yeah. on E oh, yeah. 15 years ago, 12 oh, years yeah. ago? I was deep. And it's so funny. Yeah, I totally watched it too. And now Travis Barker's engaged to Kourtney Kardashian. Oh, full and, circle. And she is kind of like, she has come up and said a few things in the headlines. And so I was like, oh, this is Wait interesting. And, and then Lamar used to be married oh, to a Kardashian, so it I is kind of weird. Small world. Yeah. 
I know. No, I, um, I'm actually kind of excited. I like recognized a majority of the names, but a few are new to me too. And it's just so funny to put such a Mod Podge group of people together. Oh, I know. It's so entertaining. And already totally. they're diving into like the drama and alliances. It's just such a fun, like easy watch. It's just entertaining. It's so fun. It's, it's entertaining. So fun. Yeah. Okay. I have to know, cause there's been somewhat of a discussion about Lamar Odom. Yeah. Yeah. Showing up on there, tell me your initial thoughts of Lamar on Big well, Brother. I, I, my initial thought was he's such a has been, and <laughs> um, and he's here, and you know they're probably just desperate for a gig and a job, and no less. I think they should be really honored they're invited to Big Brother. Yeah, it's totally such a fun, popular show. Yeah. So my initial thought was, oh, he's probably honestly the biggest name on there. Oh, he's for a sure former Laker, married to Khloe Kardashian. He's an His, NBA multiple champion. Right. Hung with Kobe, like for sure. And he was, then he also yeah. crashed and burned in the public eye. So hard. Very hard. Yeah. So he's kind of a comeback wannabe comeback Ugh. story i don't know sarah was hating on him meg mega and you can tell your piece about it and i'll i'll respond okay we i okay he says one line in the like the second episode he kind of brings up his ex-wife aka chloe kardashian yeah and he's pretty much like very nonchalantly like yeah i screwed up i would just love to go to dinner with her Blah, blah, blah. But he did say, like, I miss her, like, every day. I miss her every day. Yes, I miss her. Of course he does. That's my point. Okay, I just got so lit up about this. I was like, first of all, I feel like he comes off to me on this show like he's too good to be there, first Uh of all. Uh Which, granted, I get that, okay? Like, he's there with, like, reality stars and, like, 20-year-old reality stars, even. You know what I mean? Like... And he's literally won like two NBAs. He was in probably the best Laker team ever for the franchise right, ever. Right. Won two championships, was married to the Kardashian, uh, Chloe, at the height of the Kardashians, right? Absolutely. Flying all over the world, living like the freaking life. And I'm like, I don't know. He just, I, he did not come off like repentant right. enough yeah. to me. Right, right. It was more like, I'm too good, like... Yeah, I screwed up, but I need another chance. And like, it was more like poor me. Like, pity oh, party. must be. Yeah. He had a pity party yes. on t- national television. Yes. No, I, the thing that I just cannot understand, these losers, poor Chloe, I guess Ugh. the worst judgment ever, because I mean, I'm rooting for her, but like Chloe picks these losers that cheat and, and do all these crazy scandalous things, have babies out of wedlock, it dr- over- overdosing in brothels, all the things. And I just have to say, what are you boys thinking? I You're know. already C-listers, really? You I mean, won I know, the lottery. I know Lamar Odoms uh, was an all-star and stuff, but he's not a handsome guy. He wasn't, you know, he was getting dropped from the league at the time. Right. And it's like, you're not going to do better than this. No. I mean, Chloe, granted all those Kardashians, I definitely like have words for, but they're successful. They're beautiful. They're famous. What is worth cheating on that for? I know. Like, what is worth giving up everything for? I and don't I, get that. I mean, outsider looking in, I feel like she did everything she could oh, to save that marriage wa- and to save that totally. man. Totally. When you watch their their reality show, Chloe and Lamar, they like loved each other. She adored him. And you're right. She did so much for his career. And she's always come to back for him, him. like she, in the media. She defends him. Oh. And then I'm like, he... and. If I recall right, you're right. He overdosed in a brothel. 
Yeah, in, Ve- in Vegas. In yeah. Vegas. Yeah. And, and almost died. Oh, yeah. He was in a coma. He was like, yeah, yeah. on life support. Like, I mean, he's like li- a... Sh- and he admits it. He admits it on the show yeah, that he's, he's an addict. Yes. And like, I guess that's just where... I don't know. I feel like this is your shot, Lamar. This is your shot to like let America get her attention or America love you let again. Let us love you yeah, again. And, and you're was, not making it very easy. Like, come on. And yeah, I, it's, it's so unfortunate. And it's I terrible. Loved the Lakers during his like time there. I'm saying that as a former fan. Like, I don't know. I just like rub me wrong. I'm like, no, no. Oh, don't feel sorry for him. That's not okay. Oh, right. Those <laughs> those were his stupid, stupid choices. He did that. Yeah, oh absolutely right. Oh, uh, silly. So true. Okay, girl. Other thing. Well, first of all, tell us if you're watching Big Brother. You guys, it's on like every day. Yeah, it's like on every night. Oh, my god. Because it's gosh. like a really quick season, so they're flying through it. Yeah, so we're watching. Yeah. So you yeah. hit us up on Instagram if you want to talk about it. But Lauren, your run is coming up this weekend. I know. We have to just follow it through full course. We've been talking about it on the pod. I know. I, How I, are you feeling? I, I actually was thinking just today, I was like, okay, I would love to like story and share about it the day of. I know I'm going to be like, obviously so busy and with everything, but I think it's funny because I was talking to a friend that does has done a few halves and runs before and in marathon even. And she was saying how there is just such this like crazy magical energy the day of a race and she's like sometimes they they do the, you know they always do the national anthem sometimes they do fireworks at the kickoff I love that. you know all the people are out there with signs there for their person and it's like I am like I, I know I'm gonna cry probably like through like majority of the run. I'm gonna be there I'm Lauren. gonna probably cry as I get going and then I'll probably cry like at one point when I see my kids and then I'll probably cry <sighs> at the finish line and I mean and I mean that in like it's obviously been such a journey and I did a 10 mile run today as my last like long run for, for gearing up. And I was just thinking when I was running, I'm like, I really can't believe I'm like doing this. Like it, it's it. like really surreal that I physically can keep running this far. Like I, I, me and my sisters were texting and we were saying about like, when do your legs start to like really feel it? And I was like, yeah, mile seven, mile eight, they kind of start this like ache Cramping. burn. It's not even a cramp, but it's like you can feel the tiredness kicking into okay, the yeah. legs. Like fatigue. Yes, fatigue. Yeah, there yeah. we go. You can start to feel the fatigue a little bit. And I'm like, and you just have to push through and you have to keep going. You have to keep going. And I just, it blows my mind that I like can, you that can I do can it. do this. Like you, can it, do I it. Mean, you guys remember rewind back six episodes. I'm straight crying saying, I don't know if I can't do this. And I mean, you got I, this. I know. I don't know if I'll get like exact time or pace I, I want, but I'm just going to go for the full experience. I'm going to finish. I'm going to do my best. It's just your first one. I, I Well, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see about that. We'll see. But no, it's been so fun to like share. And I guess if nothing else, it's just to say like, it's never too late to try something new. It's never too oh. late to work towards a goal. Like I'm 37 and I'm like, why did I wait till 37? I mean, and for multiple things like, oh, maybe I really could have enjoyed this so much earlier, but it's also like, probably six times harder now than it could have been when I was 25. Well, but, you know, here I am and I'm doing it and I'm really excited. So you guys, thank you so much yay. for listening and the support along know, the way. There's been so much support for yeah. you. Moms and women and wow. friends DMing and just like 
cheering me on. I mean, it's so motivating and it like really does like keep me going. Like, so awesome. I've got this. I can do this. I'm going to do this. You do have this. You got oh, this, girl. Thank, thank it's coming up. I know. Countdown's on. Yay. But before we go any further, we want to share with you about Pura. The Pura Smart Home Air Diffuser acts like a regular plug-in, but brings you all the functionality of a smart device. With the Pura app, you can set schedules and control the fragrance, getting the best bang for your buck. They also have cleaner scents made of essential oils to help you reduce toxins in your home. Yeah, so while you're listening to this episode, head over to trypura.com and go check it out. They have a Pura Smart device and then so many good fragrances. We're not talking just like your standard vanilla There's scents like Volcano, Nest, Day. There's even a Disney line, Lauren. So go check it out. It's trypura.com. And then to purchase, enter code MOMVOICE for 15% off your entire order. Again, it's trypura.com. Okay, Lauren, let's get into the bulk of the episode. What are we talking about? Well, if you can believe the number one song of the Billboard's 100. Wait, what? The really? number one song is We Don't Talk About Bruno. The Hot 100. Yep. And it's actually the number one song of like Disney history. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Over Let It Go. Over, that is so funny. You're the third person I've told that to. And they all <gasps> said, Over Let It Go. No way. <laughs> yes. Is that not nuts? That's and I just crazy. threw it on the other night just because it'd been a long time since I listened to it. And it's a very complicated song with like the story. It's very Broadway. And it's like right? Spanish in there. And like, yes, but they're telling the story. And so there's a lot of words and stuff. And I'm like, kids can't sing this. Oh, my let it gosh. Go is like, let, so it, let go. it go. Yeah. 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 So, um, oh, my no, god, It's number one. And so it's funny. I saw this article my sister sent me um, from CNN talking about. It said, why therapists say we need to talk about Bruno. And I thought this was a really interesting um, spin on just all the characters and the family dynamics that we learn from the story of Encanto. I mean, Disney had said this story was going to be about family. And from the get-go, they knew they didn't know like the culture or the characters yet, but they knew they wanted to tell a story about family. Oh, cool. And they very much did that. Yeah, you can yeah. see all the dynamics and the different personalities and actually like three families living under one roof, which is, you know, crazy, but yeah. a very cultural thing in a lot of places. Totally. And so we thought it would be fun to talk about Bruno, break it down what these therapists are suggesting and talking about family dynamics. Yeah. And and kind of the roles different people yes. play within the family. Right. And that's what I thought was so super fascinating. You guys know I love my psychology. And this is really from a therapist's perspective. Right. This article or it might have been even written by a therapist. Yeah, it was. And like much. how it kind of goes into like the types that she sees over and over in family therapy. Funny right. enough. And how each of these characters do yes. highlight those personalities and dynamics we see and and if you just stop and think really quick about like the girls and the boys in it and Bruno specifically how um yeah you probably can see or relate that to your family or just kind of how to maybe yeah see it for the future or your own children or be more aware so like or maybe you've literally watched this movie 15,000 times and it's not even dawned on you. But yeah, this might be a little eye opening. I don't know. For me, it was like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's so interesting that that was like a symbolic. Maybe it wasn't. Do you think it was intentional for Disney? Like these symbolism? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I think that each sibling and, and they talk about 
each sibling has a gift, right? And so, and these gifts are kind of like a blessing and a curse for them because they make them do these great things and help people, but it also is a burden that they carry too. And so each of those gifts are really traits that we can see in ourselves. And so we're going to like break it down. Okay. Are we starting with Mirabelle? Starting with Mirabelle. Let's start with her. Well, Mirabelle, if you remember, well, and the crazy thing is Sarah and I both have only watched it not even a few times, (laughs) but I know that the world and the country has been taken by storm by this movie that Encanto's on repeat and the kids are loving it. And it's so fun because I can remember there's a few movies that were totally like Um, that for my kids. Frozen. Frozen was mega. Toy Story. Yeah. Oh, Toy Story. Nemo for Tristan. Yes. Nemo back in the day for my first. Totally. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so many. But Encanto is really doing that for this like younger generation. So it's kind of fun to like, yeah, break this down and you guys can see new meaning in the totally. movie Encanto. You know, we're like fruits for the about Disney. Bruno. Okay. Also funny about this article, it says that each of their songs that they sing really breaks down the like the issue and the personality too. Yes. So it is so true. And there's so many good songs in this movie. It, there really are. good. That's Lynn Manuel Miranda, right? Is that how I say it right? Lynn Manuel. No what are you talking about? Lynn Manuel. You know who he is. No. Who's that? He wrote Hamilton. He's like the famous oh. famous composer oh yeah (gasps) yeah oh so that's why it's so broadway feeling to me and that's why they're so good he is interesting just just amazing he's incredible what you teach me you keep me so cultural oh stop look at you man bring in the pot go for it mirabelle is kind of the main character right and she in a lot of ways is the glue to the family holds everybody together but we learn pretty quickly that she was never given a gift And that kind of becomes her storyline of how she copes with being, um, you know, kind of in the shadows and forgotten in that way. Because if you haven't seen the movie, I mean, obviously, I'm sure most of you have. Like, she has the shorter, kind of curly, big glasses, like, compared to her sister, the supermodel, you right, know. beautiful. And so, yeah, she comes off, but like the sweetest heart, obviously, from the jump. Like, she just glows, really. And she's very much a people person. Yes. She's in the community. She's with the children. She helps prep the children for their gifts and their right. door. Um, and she's very much, like I said, the glue to the family. And at the end... Some people speculate that like when she got the knob at, to the door at the very end of the movie, when it, the house was made whole, like that was her door. Like she was, oh. and me and my sisters have talked about this, about how she, her door was the outside door to the house. She like, she helped. She is the house. Yes. Yes. Her gift was the oh, house. Like her gift. That's she. Oh, yes. And, and I, I do like that. that I don't without think it's Mirabelle, ever been proven. It would but, all fall apart. Right. Right. And so very much she's the oh. glue and. And how, you know, like she kind of feels, again, forgotten and in the shadows, but how she tries to make the best of it. She tries to be super optimistic. But her song she sings is called Waiting on a Miracle. Yeah. And I think those are, that says a lot right there. Like yes. she, she just always felt like she didn't get her chance and she was left out and she was kind of not like the others. And what was wrong with her? Yes. And I think also a part so I actually went back and rewatched Encanto yes. to prep for this conversation. Um, and what really struck me is like, there's a part where obviously the grandmother of the family, she's the matriarch right. and like garners a lot of respect from the entire community, the family, everything. And I feel like Mirabelle at multiple points is like trying to be seen 
maybe by her grandmother Mm -hmm. and not feeling as special or as respected or she doesn't feel like, and I think that's probably that, that we all can relate to that, right? That like, there's people in our family, maybe even our parents. I mean, I'm not saying that specifically for me, that you just don't feel like they pay attention or Mm -hmm. they see you for who you are or that they recognize you for you or that they see your little gifts, even though they're not like these huge outwardly big things. right? Right. And what a special moment when it comes full circle and like you are able to find those moments with those people who you love so much, you and know? She, and she was a very unselfish person. Yes. She could see the big picture because she wasn't wrapped up and invested in her gift and doing that one thing. She could kind of see everybody for what they were. And right. like then also at that time, see that the house was having problems and she was going to be the one to step in. And she's the one that found Bruno and she yeah. was the one that found her sister and knew that would help and da, 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 and notice her sister's eye was twitching. Like she cared about the people right. of her family and, yeah. and the community. And so, I mean, very much you can see that was like her special gift that she was very considerate to everybody and keeping them together. Totally. And it's also, as I was watching it, it, it was also like very symbolic too of like generations yes, and how different generations go through different quote unquote wars, like different hardships, right? Like our grandparents, they very much were like physical war, like trauma. And dare I say that was Mirabelle's grandmother too. She lost her husband. Right. She had like a really hard road to like get there. And now it's like her mission to keep them physically together. Right. And like all of that. Whereas like Mirabelle is very much, it's a different battle she has, right? right Internally. And does. so I don't know. I will say, I feel like sometimes there can be like a generational divide where, you know, the younger generation is like, they just don't get me. They don't even understand what I'm, what I'm, where I'm coming from, how I feel. They think I'm dumb. They think blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? And then the older generation's looking down on them like they don't even know what they're doing. They haven't lived. They haven't been. Oh, totally. They have no idea. They don't know what they're doing. So I don't know. I thought that was a really interesting dynamic, too. And we're going to dive into Abuela in a few minutes here. So absolutely. Sorry to get ahead. No. Well, the next one is Isabella. She's the beautiful um, sister. Yes. With the the power to pop flowers out of thin air and everything (laughs) into blossoms and roses. And, you know, and she's kind of expected to be perfect. And what we can call the perfectionist in how... Um, the pressure of being perfect, it, it can be really hard. Yeah. And, and not wanting to fail in people's eyes. So I totally don't remember at all if if Isabel, Isabella mm-hmm. was the oldest or not, but this totally reminded me of like our birth order episode and discussion yes. and yes. how we talked a lot about like those firstborn, those oldest, sorry, not oldest, the firstborns and the only children and how they can really, really be overachievers and hard on themselves and compare themselves to their parents and like, just like constantly be going above and beyond and like feeling the need, yeah, to over deliver or to be perfect. And I thought that was really interesting because it's totally a role that dare I say, probably all of us have within our family. Oh, totally. Somewhere. Well, and in this article too, it talks kind of about um, 
the struggles of like immigrant families and like the pressures that they put on their children and, and their expectation and then wanting them better, better life for them. So if that's them being, oh, you're the first to college, or I want you to be a doctor and meeting those expectations and doing more. Um, And then, but I think you can on that same term say, you see that in maybe religious homes. Oh, totally. The the idea of, you know, being perfect and obedient and never making mistakes, but we all know we're going to make mistakes. Right. And, and so like, I very think, little room for growth exactly, or for like, right. at all. Right. Yeah. And you kind of see that with Isabella, like you see her wanting to be perfect and then she kind of snaps there in the middle and, you know, she doesn't want to marry the guy. She just, you know, she wants to do what she wants to do, you know, not yeah, yeah. do what everyone else wants for her. Right. And so, um, and I think we can, yeah, put that into perspective in our own families, if that's not our children or where we grew up, just knowing that like people they need room for, you know, mistakes and forgiveness. Exactly. Yes. Growth and understanding. And change. Yeah. I mean, never putting too much pressure on our kids, I guess, to be perfect. And we know that, like, Isabella, isn't there a part where she, like, pops out cactus, cacti? I, I almost remember. Cactus. She Probably. starts popping, like, cacti out because oh, it's she's, like... She's thorny at that yeah, point. exactly. She's getting <laughs> thorny because she just knows, like... And, and they sing that song, too. Oh, what's her song? Hold on. Let it's me tell you. It's called, um, What Else Can I Do? What, what else? else can I do? Yes, exactly. How many times have we all said that as a yes, woman? Yes, as a, as a mother, oh, as, as a, a mother. mother. We're like, what else do you want from me? I know. I do it all. Oh, so, I mean, I think that's just another role or, um, you know, quality that we can look for in our families. Yeah, totally. Totally. Okay, next up is Louisa. Louisa, our Martin, probably my favorite song. Come I on. Know. It that totally is. Surface pressure. Under the pressure. Under the data. Oh my gosh. And then like the whole sequence and the it's choreography so and this music. It's such a fun song. But I think I love it because I relate to it so much. Probably. Yes. I'm I like, can see that. Freak. Yeah. I'm under freaking pressure. Yes. All the time. Carrying the burden of the family, yes. always being the one to fix it. Being yeah. the one called upon, it's like, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And it's so funny how they, um, how they built Louisa, yes. not to put a pun on that, right? but like her, her character and her well, that look her gift, and her, her gift was strength, strength, that yeah. she would be strong enough to tackle whatever the family yeah. needed. Like if yeah. it was physically moving something, yeah. lifting something, helping them, yeah. she was, her gift was strength. I know, but she's also like big, bigger physically. Right. Yeah. And it's oh, like, yeah. it's almost like she's taking it all in. Exactly. It's all in there. She's, she's carrying it's all it. Pushed physically, down. She's physically carrying it. You know it. what I'm saying? Yes. Well, and I think as mothers too, like we can definitely catch ourselves putting a lot of pressure or weight on like our oldest, like, Hey, I help me take the garbage out. You're going to watch the kids for a few minutes. Hey, can you walk him down to the, to the neighbor's house? Like we want them to help us and rise to the occasion. And then once they're teenagers, oh my gosh, it can be a lot of things. And there totally. can be a lot of pressure put on, um, a lot of expectation put on them. And so I think it's just good for us as moms to consider and balance, like, you know, have expectation for all of our children so they all can carry the burdens and they can all help out and it's not falling on one person. Totally. But then also like you also, again, you do have to read the room and know what child can handle what, right. Who can take on more and who can't, you know? Right. And I feel like it's so funny. I, I'm like hesitant to ever say like too much about my children, like their core personalities. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes, of course. I mean, they're all wonderful and I love them forever, but it's funny how I see myself gravitating to one to kind of comfort me. 
yeah. almost. Oh, yeah. Do you understand what I'm oh, saying? Yes. Where like I'm losing my crap with one or the other. And like one of them sets me at ease. Of course. And I, and I it's, almost, it's almost like, whoa, as a mom, I need to be careful of that. Yeah. I don't ever want to become an emotional burden where they feel like they need to take care of me. Like, that's what I'm trying oh, to say. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm trying to say? Where like they're feeling like they've got to put out fires for their siblings to not hurt mom or like, or, you know, like I don't ever want them to have an emotional burden because of me, even though they heal me in so many ways. Does that make sense? Well, yes. Yes. Well, I just think of you and your mom. Yeah. You and your mom are super close. We are. And I do think that you have at times really helped her in a lot of ways. And yeah. and there's been maybe not pressure. I mean, you want to do it, but you've helped her in a lot of ways yeah. and you've been there for her. And so I think I've seen that even in your relationship that yeah. you guys have a lot of support for each other. We totally there's do. Like, it's like almost an equal yoke that you guys yeah. really are there for each other. No, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. It's, it's, yeah, it's interesting to look back on and navigate. And I guess like, again, going back to like now my role as a mom, like, yeah, I would never want one of my kids to feel like a Louisa. I right. guess have that's to, what I'm trying to have say. have to help carry you. Yeah. Carry they me. Help like, carry they're us. obviously probably if they see gonna us. be carrying other things, stresses, whatever. Yeah. I don't ever want them to be worried about me and their dad. Or like right. I know so many children struggle with that yes. emotional toll and like Oh, I know. That's just hard. Well, it's funny. At first when you started, I thought you were gonna say kind of just like favoring a child and like Oh no, I'm and sorry. Like, in that in that way, but um, it's more like no, yes, but having them like yeah, be, be their therapist. support for you. Yes, and I then know them having, and I guess it's like therefore they're carrying that burden in a way, right? Yeah, sure, of I like get what you're saying, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Sorry, no, I you probably never know where I'm going with. No, these it's just good to be self aware. It's right. good to be like aware of like. Yeah. Oh, I, I think I'm just, you know, she's just there keeping me company or and I'm it's like too venting. much. Right. But, but it could to end an up unmature being, mind. Ex- exactly. It could end up being a yeah. wait for them to be like, wow, I, I hope she's okay, this or yeah. that or how they process. They just yeah. don't know how to process they have, it. They don't so, have the context that yes. we do. So it's good to yeah. be aware of that. And, 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 and they're always listening ears. Like we've always oh said. Totally. So just being very aware of like what they're hearing from us. Like totally. even Sarah and I went to dinner tonight and our girls were with oh. us and we were talking about a serious conversation and you could just tell them watching us, listening to us, oh. probably picking up just like little taglines of us. And I'm like, okay, what are they taking well, away from this? I, but we're both very um, hand movers when we were very expressive <laughs> yes. and they yeah. were over there literally copying like, us, m- mocking us. us. Like you guys are crazy over Get there. out of here. You're embarrassing me already. They're nine. I'm like, you'll understand one day, okay? <laughs> it was so funny. All right. Well, let's talk about ab- Abuela. Yes. I didn't say that right. No, yeah. Abuela. Abuela. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, grandma. It's right. grandma in Spanish. Okay. Abuela has an interesting story because we do see in the movie her flashback to her raising little triplets and them having to like you know, escape their home and run from kind of like a war scene, someone taking over the village and her husband trying to fight them off and then, you know, probably dying. So you kind of see this traumatic, probably PTSD moment for 
abuela grandma right and so you see like sarah said early on she invests so much of her energy and her her heart into this home and into these gifts and the family and keeping them together and keeping them safe right and she never wants to face anything she doesn't want to face the cold hard facts that right okay there's danger looming here and why yeah and um and i think that goes with a few different messages i think that goes with how older people, I mean, they have been through a lot harder times, like you had said, um, generational type things that then things that we won't probably ever have to deal with. Hopefully and but not. I also think this goes to with like how older people, um, they weren't taught or trained how to handle these feelings and they repress and, and suppress all these feelings and they right. don't necessarily process them correctly. And so as you see the story progress, you, she wants to be seen by grandma, Mirabelle does. But she it's just seeing her being obsessively yeah. controlling almost right. like a control. Totally. And so as the therapist in this article is kind of talking about Abuela, she's really saying that she sees this a lot with like family dynamics where the elders of the family, be it parents, grandparents, whatever, can kind of feel um, repressive or too domineering or like controlling, like you just said, and that she really tries to teach her clients to just try and look through a lens of empathy and try yes. and understand like what you just said, try and really like go through some of the life experiences that they've had. Like I know most, most parents, I've said this over and over before, but we want to give our children a better life than we had. And I would say the majority of us probably had that. You know what I mean? And so, but it's always easy to criticize, right? And it's, and it's always easy to find fault and it's always easy to like point out things that maybe were done wrong in your view of things or whatever. And so I, I came to this, I've actually gone to therapy quite a bit in my early life. And this was taught to me very early on that, like your parents had a life before you and there were like things and challenges that like actually got you and got you to where you are right now and who they are today, probably for the better or the worse, is from their past, right? Their life experience. them. Yes. And we're going to have more life experiences that shape us as parents. And so I guess it's just interesting, like when you find yourself wanting to criticize or like, yeah, I don't know. What am I trying to say, Lauren? No, I think we can be overly critical, absolutely, especially of our parents or grandparents when things are not, you know, the way we would want them. They're not ideal. But what keeps popping in my mind, as you were just talking, our friend said something that has like kind of stuck with me. Um, our friend Sydney once said that, like, I want to give my mom the grace and understanding that I hope my children will give me. I know. And that like haunts me, really. It really does. Because there are times where I might think like, one thing or another of my mom or something she said or did or whatever, as we all do. But I try to as well, like you said, keep in mind that she has her life experience, her history, her family, her insecurities, right? Her, and, and every all of person, it. right? Yeah. And that has led her up to making that choice or, or leading her to do these things or that thing. Or I'm not saying any particular no, but thing. Everybody but, has their own kind of trauma. I think that's what you're kind of saying. And, and trauma is very, very different levels for different people. Right. But you just, know what I'm saying? Like They're said, challenges. But things that mold you into who right. they you are. And for and Abuela. How, right. This was her has, husband. Her experience, a, a 
traumatic like war and losing her husband at a young age and having children to raise on her own has 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 you know made her her more protective made her more protective and therefore a little more critical and controlling and those are things she could keep in check and you and it kind of talks about this therapist talks about boundaries too and kind of keeping a safe boundary for yourself and understanding that with like a an older peer or like adult or grandparent or something and so I think you know what we can learn from Abuela is like you know, we could judge how she did this or that, or she was too harsh about this, or she's not understanding enough about that. But just like I said, I would hope, I know I'm not a perfect mom. I'm not. And I know that I make a mistake every day with my children, either what I say or how I said it or, or my behavior sometimes. And I just hope that they'll give me some grace and understanding and know know. that you know, it's a hard path and it's a hard road. And just like we should give our moms or even our grandmas some, some grace and sympathy because they've been through a lot. I know. And we may know it and we may not. We may not even know the half of what they've experienced. Oh, and dare I say we probably don't. Of course right? not. Why would like, we? Right. I mean, I don't Especially want my grandmas. children to yeah, know every no. single thing and misstep of my life. I think taking a minute to look at that and 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 handle that situation can help prevent a lot of heartache yeah, totally. and a lot of maybe hurt, you know, if there is things said that you wish never were said or, you know, hurt feelings. It can feelings. just be very healing yes, for exactly. everybody. And exactly. I think at the end of the movie, that's where Mirabelle exactly. and Abuela, they heal. Right. And like, that's And they so... see each other for like yes. what they are. Right. And, and they're okay with that. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's funny talking about extended family because grandma gets very extended. We're not talking about our sister we've known sure. since birth. Right. right. But when you get into extended family, there's a lot of dynamics. And we've talked about this a little bit in prior episodes. A lot of dynamics and therefore sometimes a lot of dysfunction. I think if every single person stopped and thought about their extended family on both sides, there's a little bit of like craziness or hairiness in different situations on maybe one or both sides. So it's interesting when you dive into it. I mean, it, yeah. it just is a lot. It, there's a lot, a lot of layers to it. A lot. A lot of layers. Totally. All right. Let's wrap this up with Bruno. Well, Bruno is the brother that we've come to find is living in the walls of the home. Not creepy at all. Not creepy at all, Bruno. (laughs) No, but he is the brother that had the gift of seeing the future and having these visions. And really, when people heard things that they didn't want to hear or things happened that they didn't want to happen, they kind of blamed him, like as if he had some control over it. Right. And so eventually that leads to him kind of just being like, ostracized yeah rejected from the family and in frustration and anger towards him which obviously was unfair and so and i think i think the idea of him living in the walls is like so endearing but so heartbreaking so too. tragic so tragic like, because he wants to be with the family and he wants to be close to what he knows and everything but yet he feels very rejected right i know and i think he is the is prototype the right word He's the, as in what, like type, what am I trying to say here? And I I have a word I'm looking for, but that's not it. I think he is the symbolization of like the person who thinks different, acts different, maybe can be too abrupt or too, like, I don't, can be the person that perhaps if, if not handled correctly, could maybe cause a split in the family right? or a divide or like can hurt feelings and be like too harsh maybe or not, not sympathetic enough. Right. Like 
Or maybe, or maybe he's a, 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 the example of a sibling that makes like a different life choice than you would, or totally. goes, goes a different direction, or maybe anything. I guess that like is offensive to right. you. It's offensive whatever, and unsettling. whatever way, right? Unsettling, offensive. It's it's that family member, but in Bruno's case, it's not in his control. It's the black his sheep, gift, essentially. The, yeah, the exactly. black sheep, the, black the one sheep. that's just a little different, or maybe does things differently, or chose a different path. Yes, and people just have a hard time agreeing with that and supporting that. Yes, and obviously, I don't agree with that at all. I think we should all love each other. I don't. I but I absolutely think the biggest part of Bruno's whole story and like that whole lesson is that. We have to talk about it. Yes. We have to communicate. Yes. Like the whole, we don't talk about Bruno. Shh, shh, don't mention his name. Like he's right. blah, 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 all the mumblings. Blah, blah, right. Blah, the like, secrets. Like, yeah, we, just, like, we don't talk know, about him. He we, did these horrible things right. and now we don't like him anymore. Yeah. Or he's not welcomed here. And that's so devastating because I mean, at the end of the day, we, like we said, we're all not perfect. And for us to judge so harshly that it severs a relationship right or someone feels unwanted it's it's tragic and it's that's so never tragic. never i mean yes talk it out figure it out and try i'm to not fix it let me say this and i'm not advocating at all you continue to have a relationship with anybody who's like at all abusive verbally physically whatever we're obviously just talking about like a sibling a family member who yeah, just maybe had a different path in life that, or has different views than you. And it could be hard to understand. And that can be anything, you guys. Like, don't even think we're trying to say one thing or another. It could be all kinds of different things. But I think the core thing about Bruno and his character is that, like, things are only taboo when you don't talk about them. Oh, I love that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Things only have life and like continue to live on when they're not talked about and like settled. Yes. Addressed. Addressed. Let's just figure this out. Let's just figure it out. Because half the time it's usually maybe misunderstood or like twisted. Right. And so when you can just address an issue, there's a lot of families that have a hard time directly talking about the big things, oh, the serious thing. like every family, uh, yeah. I almost. would say, especially as you go into your adulthood yes. and you kind of come into your own and your it's own so personality, your own opinions. There's so many opinions that it's like people just rather avoid it. And they, yeah, brush it under the rug and they don't talk about it. But then that's when I think very quickly Bruno situations happen and, and people just stop coming around or they don't yeah. want to anymore or they right. don't feel the connection. Because at the end of the day, the one thing you have about family is really you should just be loved no matter what. And that those are the people that are going to have your back, you know? I totally agree. And I think more like, again, this is the mom voice as mothers I think it's important that we're always teaching our kids like how to communicate and yeah. how to have grace with each other. Yeah. And like this actually goes into my hit and misses, actually. I'll bring this back up in just a second. But like, yeah, like it's okay to talk about things and it's right. okay to like put it all out there and right. show our ugly and like have grace for each other and then but also respect each other and yes. our decisions. You know what I mean? And the therapist wrote this article saying we need to talk about Bruno because those are the situations that do just kind of, you know, fall on deaf ears. And then they just it just becomes so sad. It becomes so tragic, like we said, and it could be so avoided. It's so preventable. As totally. long, and as mothers, if it as our children grow up, like not that I want to control my children by any means, but I want to also 
when I see two siblings, you know, maybe drifting or have an issue at hand, like I do want to intervene and be like, you two love let's, each other. Let's, let's talk do, about Let's it. fix this. What yes. can I do to, and you know, and you see that as little kids every single day. Oh, we are, yeah. we're hugging putting it out, out, hug it out. We're putting out, them. we're putting out fires left and right. Oh my gosh, right. But then as they become adults, it really becomes all the more serious. And, and I think it hurts all the more because they are family. Yeah. And so, but I, I dare think, I say Bruno could even be like, we're, we're giving it a very like graceful approach right now that Bruno and the way that we're talking is a very like just misunderstood person. Yeah. Maybe it is like a traumatic event in yeah. your family yeah, or like a really crappy person maybe, in your family. Maybe you had a dad that goes to jail or and they're, they're like, like yeah, something maybe serious. there's like some severe, like traumatic experience that your family's had to go through. And it's like the way that you've dealt is we've just pushed it down and we don't talk about it. Yes. That is what the therapist is saying could lead to like trauma over the years, just those unresolved feelings yes. within the family dynamic. It's better to talk about Bruno. It's talk better about to talk. Bruno, guys. Get and it out there. I think there. also one more thing that we can recognize too is maybe like forgiveness too. And I mean, yeah. once you kind of do talk those things out, having the room to forgive and find forgiveness in your heart. And again, it might be a minor thing, but it could be very hurtful and serious too. Right. And so trying to find a healing path to like forgive and move forward together is, is it and, and therapy might be that path. And I you, love and, therapy. Yes. Getting a therapist, talking it out, seeking help. If it's through the parents, like all the things there, the tools are there. And I think that's just the beautiful symbolism of Encanto is just all these family members doing their best to, know. you know, stay together and stay united as a family. I know. I love that. I want my family to always be together. And there's going to be lots of walks of life and oh, you're going to have in-laws coming in and grandkids and, and you have aunts and cousins and all these things. There's and so dating dying, kids, so dating oh, random man. people. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. I can't even, I can't go I there. Know. Okay. We're going very long. Um, but really quickly, Lauren, do you even see who's like cuddled in between? Oh, I do. Well, oh, I don't. Oh, I didn't oh, see. She's look, in, in yep. the legs now. Oh, you guys, Kit has been in the room the entire time. Our little mascot here. Our little mascot. She has been so good. Has not barked one time. Yeah, not a peep. That's good girl. She knows she's on her last straw around here, you guys. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. We're yes. talking about it. We're talking We're about talking it. We're talking about the conflict inside the Bones home. No, I'm totally kidding. All right, let's wrap it up, girlfriend, with our hits and misses of the week. What was your miss? Okay, my miss right now, it's like a hit and a miss. It's oh kind boy. of in between. Um, we are in the process of painting the house. Yes, you are. I think I like storied about this it. This has been a another ongoing storyline yes, of the I mom voice. Story, like, it's like you guys are <laughs> interweaved in all the facts of my life. And we are painting the house. And the miss is that it's just taking, I feel like, forever. I mean, poor, oh. bless George's heart. He's doing it. And he's just, I mean, a man with little time these days. And so I get it. And we're so close. But I think that's just like my miss. I'm just really antsy to kind of wrap this big project up. It's a big one. And when I mean it's lingering on, I mean, it's lingering on for like three years lingering on. You know, like <laughs> we like sat on this for so long. We yeah, couldn't decide. We grouted, we grouted, we painted, uh, we're waiting, yes. painting, shutters, door, like all the things. And I'm like so grateful that we are here and we're doing it and it's the here and now. But I think that's just my miss. Like it's just the long road of DIY. And I think I said that before. 
I literally can think of a when I, I think one of our first episodes, I yeah. think we talked about my stairs. Yeah. And me refinishing my stairs and how long that took us. Yes. So, I mean, granted, having a handy husband is so amazing and such a blessing, but, oh my you know, gosh. a busy handy I, husband. I know. I know. Okay. Well, my miss this week uh, is kind of just how my kids have been talking to each other lately. Oh, yeah. And that's what I was saying just earlier. I'm going to come back to this is like, I've had to have like some legit come to Jesus meetings, like. Like I'm you're being mean okay. to each other. Being They're fine, being petty, the tone, the okay. eye rolls, the I I don't I wish you weren't born. You can't sit with me. Like just being jerks. I'm like, what is with you? They really said I wish you weren't born. Literally. <laughs> I can't yes. imagine that out of your children. Girlfriend. <laughs> I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Oh. I took you to Disneyland recently. Get yeah. the ma- get happy. Get it together. Get, ha- get it together. So no, I just I, I and here's the thing. I I literally don't allow that in my house. Like yeah. I can't deal. I the volume, the the fighting, the like conflict, I can't. It makes my brain hurt. And so it's just been like nonstop this week. Yeah. And yeah. it's been like having to address it at every single angle with all three of them. Yeah. Interesting. And right. it's exhausting. It is exhausting. I hear you. And I said to Jeremy, I feel like, and you tell me what you think about this. Previously to like this year, really, Kate's my oldest to remind you guys. She's nine years old. Landon is six and Luke is four. I feel like it was always Kate and Landon who would play together. He would very much key off of her and do like the girl stuff, the drawing, the crafts, all of that. I feel like now she's like doing dance. She's doing her own thing. She's kind of moved into more of the girl scene. Luke's older and now the boys are starting to mix it up, right? The dynamic is very much shifting. She now has this like only child sass eye roll vibe going on. Okay, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the boys are just being like turds to each other. Interesting. Do you understand yes. what I'm saying? Well, I knew this day would come that the boys Ugh. would kind of grow into their like boy. Yes, exactly. Ugh. They're like, you know, you know, they pull my pants down yes, stage. Land, Landon did not grow into it as fast because Kate's a girl and she's sweet and proper and all that. But um now that Landon oh, you've just is been a, waiting, Lauren. Oh, I've been waiting. Just been waiting. I've been waiting so you can suffer with me. <laughs> suffer with me. Because I, you know, like, I, no, I, I just, yeah, I, this day was going to come Jeez. and I'm sure it's still fairly mild compared to mine. No, but it is. But I, I just can't it, let I know, it keep but it's going. A lot and it's exhausting. It's and you're freak- constantly, don't say that. Stop it. Apologize. Why is he crying? Da, 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 da. It just is never ending. It's constant. Oh, I know. It's, it's been just non-stop. draining. It's yeah. been all week. So that's my mess. What's I'm your hit? Sorry. I know. Ah, Thank you. Thank you. What's your hit? My hit. Well, I kind of debuted this a little bit on stories. If you keep up with us there, we're there. I don't know, once or twice a week, but I got a new car. Yay! So I kind of was given a tease about the minivan and you guys saw that I was in a minivan and I was renting a minivan for our trip that we went to for dance to Disney. But, um, yeah, we decided it was kind of like, it's been some conversation and then it kind of escalated quickly and it just happened. It worked out. So we got, we had the Tahoe and we really loved our Tahoe. We just needed a little more space. Yeah. But we didn't want to go suburban big and we didn't want to go to minivan because we still like to tow and camp and all of that stuff. So 
we ended up going with the Yukon or not the big Yukon, just the, you know, normal Yukon. But it has some upgrades to my Tahoe, a little bit bigger trunk and a way better functional third bench that's like higher, bigger. And we have bucket seats, which is like such. Okay. Do you call them bucket or captain? Both. I say both. Okay. I say both. And then someone says something different. Okay. But Um, I am so excited for that. No more climbing, no more Game putting changer. chairs down, like all the things. I'm just so, kids just not sitting next to each other. Like I'm excited for that. So they're Game not changer. touching each other all the time. Totally. It's going to be so great. So I'm so, so excited. It's such a big win for George and I. Yeah. We just feel so lucky. And so we are just really loving it. We've I never know. had a brand new car. Oh. Um, this is a brand new car. We've always bought used or whatever. Yay! So I have the new car smell and I don't think there's just anything like it. It's It's so well, some people hate it. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Totally. It's so exciting. Even George was like looking under, under the car the other day. He's like, it's just crazy. There's like stickers on things and it's all new. It's shiny. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, we just like never had that. I got to go on the test ride with you. Sarah was such a trooper. She is Actually, you guys would not know this. Fun fact. Sarah is kind of a car guru. She knows her cars. No, I'm a wheel whore. I'm a car guru. Yeah. She knows her cars and she knows her facts and she knows what to look for. And so she, um, he, the dealership called a day we were working. And so I was like, come with me. And so she was such a trooper. I love it. it, Yeah. It was so fun. We went for a test run and then I always remember George back. I know it was so So fun. It was so exciting. Okay. Well, my hit is semi kind of a miss, but it's more of a hit. So going back to what my miss was, I got onto Luke one night right before bed and he's like screaming, crying, whatever. And he's in his room, punishment, whatever. I let him cool off. I go in there, Lauren, after 15 minutes of him screaming, girlfriend, it's pitch, it's dark in there because he's supposed to be going to bed. Right. He has his little cuddlies pillow, his blanket, and has gone and gotten a picture, framed picture of him, Kate, and Landon, and is cuddling with it in his bed. I died. I was like, oh my gosh, I love you so much. No, Everything he, is forgiven. No <laughs> way. Did you get a picture of that? No. I hope. Oh my god. It's gosh. burned into my brain though. Oh, that is. is the- that he was literally like crying on the picture, like to the picture. Oh. <laughs> like, oh. what are you doing? That is so cute. Is and that so my funny. best hit ever? That is adorable. That's adorable. Oh. I know. I was like so in love with him in that moment. So that was pretty cute. That is so yeah. sweet. I love it. So sweet. All right, guys. Well, that will do us for this week of the Mom Voice. Thank you so much for being here and for hanging out. If you enjoyed what you heard, please take a moment. It only takes a moment if you haven't already. Go leave us a five-star rating and a quick review. It really, really helps us with chart rankings and yes, being seen really. and all those things. And then we'd really love it if you would share us on social media or with a neighbor, family, friend, anything like that. It's how we grow. You can find us on social media at the Mom Voice Podcast. All right. And we will be back next Monday with a brand new episode. Anything else, Lauren? Yeah, it's Valentine's Day. Oh, it is. Oh, and that's why you've got big eyes. Yeah. She had big eyes, you guys. I had big eyes because, you know, it's so funny. You guys, we always laugh because we've only done like two or three of them, but our two or three sex episodes are always the most popular. Like tenfold. 
So actually, let me say this. I'm going to throw this out there. Uh-oh. We were just saying it's on Valentine's Day. Yeah. This is when we go live on Monday. Next level. And so we're like, we've got to do some sort of like marriage relationship, sex. I don't know. But we're like, what else do we say about it? Oh, my word. So if you guys have maybe a thought or an idea or subject specific for love day for let love us day. know send it to us i mean yes. we're gonna we'll we'll we'll, come we'll up bring with, it girls. we'll bring it we'll get it together but <laughs> some direction could be good <laughs> all right guys well with that we'll see you next week have all a good right. one take care of each other bye guys